You are listening to No PC Allowed, a.k.a. No Political Correctness Allowed, and I am Mac Iverson. George Soros, this is the ringleader of all the woke madness we see all around us. If it weren't for George Soros, almost none of this woke insanity would even be happening, not even close. If you could point out just one of the principal antichrist figures of today, it would be George Soros. If you could point to just one human being, everything he stands for is anti-biblical, anti-God. You know his woke strategy is working because he has still, after all these decades, still not been called out as the demon that he is, especially here in the United States. For such a high-profile character, that's quite the accomplishment. But he has managed to pull it off so far. George Soros made his biggest money as an investor, shorting the British pound in 1992 and bringing in a profit of $1 billion. Once you make your first billion, the rest comes fairly fast and easy. What's truly heinous is that most Americans still don't really know much about Soros at all. It's funny, they focus on their own personal problems with a laser beam attention, but never fully credit who should receive much of the blame for those problems. China and Soros in particular. George Soros said, I fancied myself as some kind of god. If truth be known, I carried some rather messianic fantasies with me from childhood, which I felt I had to control, otherwise they might have got me in trouble. It is sort of a disease when you consider yourself some kind of god, the creator of everything, but I feel comfortable about it now since I began to live it out. He also said, I am something unnatural. You know, in my personal capacity, I'm not actually a selfless, philanthropic person. I'm very much self-centered. Next to my fantasies about being God, I also have strong fantasies about being mad. In fact, my grandfather was actually paranoid. I have a lot of madness in my family. So far, I have escaped it. (laughs) That's extremely funny. I'm sorry. We're talking George Soros here. A homeless derelict would be ignored or shunned if he had such a megalomaniac view of himself. But when that same derelict walks around with billions of dollars falling out of his pockets, he is praised and sycophantically courted. In 1946, George Soros told his dad, I'd like to go to Moscow to find out about communism. I mean, that's where the power is. Unquote. Journalist Neil Clark noted of Soros that in Kosovo, for example, he has invested $50 million in an attempt to gain control of the Trepka mine complex, where there are vast reserves of gold, silver, lead, and other minerals estimated to be worth in the region of $5 billion. He thus copied a pattern he has deployed to great effect over the whole of Eastern Europe of advocating shock therapy and economic reform, then swooping in with his associates to buy valuable state assets at knockdown prices. According to Matt Palumbo, in his excellent book, The Man Behind the Curtain, Soros singles out two problems that are incredible to prioritize given all the problems in the modern world. They are that people aren't progressive enough on the issue of assisted suicide and that society is too intolerant of drug use. Unquote. Soros is demonically intent on hurting and killing people. 
I hope an obvious curiosity just leaps out at you here. To the normal, well-adjusted person, what is Soros really advocating here? I mean, really. Again, assisted suicide and drug use. What do I always say modern liberalism stands for? Killing and hurting the innocent. That's your young kids or young grandkids. This alone proves to me that George Soros is a demon from hell, or at least possessed by one. And Soros is a hardcore user of liberal political hacks. Matt Palumbo continues in his book, According to emails released by the State Department, Soros told a close Hillary Clinton ally in 2012 that he regretted backing Barack Obama over her in 2008 and praised Hillary for giving him an open door to discuss policy. Soros had publicly told the New York Times that Obama was his greatest disappointment. But this may not just be because Obama wasn't liberal enough for his liking. Instead, Soros complained that Obama closed the door on him after he secured the presidency. He made one phone call thanking me for my support, which was meant to last for five minutes, and I engaged him, and he had to spend another three minutes with me, so I dragged it out to eight minutes, Soros said. Soros had previously complained to other financiers about Obama in 2010. If this president can't do what we need, it is time to start looking somewhere else. Unquote. Spoken like a true mob boss. Soros invests heavily in blatant indoctrination that he calls education. One course is called Abolishing Prisons and the Police, and teaches students how to sell abolition to the masses and design a multimedia ad campaign to make prison abolition go viral. The course description states, Through the figure of abolition, a phenomenon we will explore via movements to end slavery, the death penalty, abortion, gay conversion therapy, and more, we will explore how and why groups of Americans have sought to bring an absolute end to sources of human suffering. But Soros refuses to note that sex slavery is exploding, and much of it is due to his big money influence. Notice something fascinating here. He talks about slavery, but everything that Soros has done has pushed sex slavery with untold stories of suffering. But this Soros class also claims that the purpose of all this woke trash is to end the very thing that it obviously only promulgates. He lies that it is to absolutely end human suffering. If we had time, I could go through all these one by one. But these policy positions do nothing but aggravate and promote endless human suffering. This stupid liar George Soros wants to live in another universe, not here. That's his death wish. George Soros is absolutely plagued by his lack of integrity issues. Regarding his Open Society Foundation, or OSF, he said, I believe our best hope lies in access to an education that reinforces the autonomy of the individual by cultivating critical thinking and emphasizing academic freedom. Unquote. Autonomy of the individual? Cultivating critical thinking? Emphasizing academic freedom? His woke insanity brutally assassinates all these values. That is the exact opposite of what his a-hole society foundation has always done. What a fantastic and bold, shocking liar he is. Almost everything he says is Orwellian. Soros has never read 1984 or Animal Farm or Brave New World. That's my obvious assumption. Or, if he has, he has true, diabolical, satanic intent. 
After the murder of George Floyd, Soros poured a massive $220 million into so-called racial equity groups for the purpose of inflaming wide-ranging, blood-curdling, firestorm socialist riots throughout America. And never before has there been such a cowardly, grab-the-ankles, coordinated response from corporate America. All this proves that without his big-money payoffs, George Soros would be a nobody. No money, no influence. Now that's what I call a desperate loser. More unassailable proof of Soros being a total loser is his bribery and support of corrupted officials like California's George Gascon, his little me, if you've ever seen Austin Powers, DA of L.A. Soros spent $2.5 million to get Gascon in office with the express purpose of destroying L.A. even more than it already was. Gascon announced that he would no longer prosecute crimes that he says are associated with poverty. Most crimes are committed disproportionately by the poor, so this kind of reasoning opens up Pandora's box in legalizing most crimes. Gascon said that crimes such as trespassing, disturbing the peace, driving without a license, driving on a suspended license, drug and paraphernalia possession, drinking in public, public intoxication, loitering to commit prostitution, and resisting arrest will all be declined or dismissed before arraignment and without conditions. Unquote. What an a-hole. Again, that is George Soros, little me, George Gascon. George Soros keeps repeating this death formula again and again. This criminal support of low-life DAs throughout America is purposeful and treasonous. And that festering scumbag, George Soros, deserves the death penalty because of it. Continuing from Matt Palumbo's book, George Soros backed Aramis Ayala to become Orlando's state attorney for the Ninth Judicial Circuit Court of Florida, donating $1.4 million towards that goal. In lieu of actual consequences, Ayala seeks to punish criminals like kindergartners by giving them an adult timeout and having their charges dropped in exchange for watching an educational video about resisting crime and the dangers associated with breaking the law. As she prepared to depart office, she dropped the death penalty in three murder cases, including a man accused of killing his wife and three children and a man accused of killing an Orlando police officer. All of this is hardcore proof that Soros is a hater of crime victims. He hates crime victims. What a vicious a-hole. I'm sorry, but I can't think of a better way to describe him. I just can't. That's what he is. In New Mexico, Soros spent $107,000 backing Raul Torres to become Bernalillo County's DA, and he was sworn in January 2017. His Republican opponent dropped out of the race due to Soros backing, commenting, New Mexicans can't afford to challenge anyone who has unlimited resources and support from a multi-billionaire from another country. Soros scored two wins in Virginia in November of 2019 after pouring nearly $1 million into the campaigns of two prosecutors who successfully ousted incumbent Democrats. He funded this through his ironically named Justice and Public Safety PAC. In this case, money did buy an election, unless there's a better explanation for how two candidates who never prosecuted a case in state court defeated incumbents with 60 years of combined experience. A consultant for one of the incumbents said after the race, We were outspent 3-1, to 
our candidate was in the hospital for nearly a week, I assume, from stress. This is an election that was bought, not won. A former state delegate commented, I think it's foreboding for local elections because we're going to have people clamoring to get money from George Soros. That's what I fear greatly. And it was a rational fear. Atheist Soros shelled out $650,000 to Pope Francis to persuade him on economic and racial justice issues. I had no idea that such a bold atheist could be such a strong supporter of the religion of Catholicism. George Soros's OSF, or Open Society Foundation as he calls it, is all about what he calls free thought, individualism, democracy, and equality. That mixes truth with lies. For example, where is free thought when the OSF directly attacks anyone who even questions the OSF and is automatically called anti-Semitic? And where's the individualism when the OSF is blatantly and extremely anti-conservative and anti-individual and greatly favors collectivism? This is all open and proven. Just look at where all their money goes. All proof that just having money doesn't make one smart. So even the supporters of the OSF are either liars or they are being deceived by the Soros sociopathic lying machine called the Open Society Foundation, or I prefer to call them the A-Hole Society Foundation. Soros claims that the OSF wants a society where nobody has a monopoly on truth. This is the perfect in for a totalitarian takeover globally. Think about it. If there is no ultimate truth that is knowable, then that ruins all religions. God is omniscient. So, without religion, the world now desperately needs an arbiter for all the squabbling nationalities. So global governance must step in and control absolutely everything and everyone. Government now needs to be omniscient. This is what Satan wants This is what the Soros crime family wants. The OSF is a demonic evil. OSF is the most antichrist organization on earth solely because of their big money reach. It is beyond vast. Once Soros achieved a fortune of $25 million way back in the 70s, he decided that he had pretty much made enough money. Then he thought a great deal about what was important to him. He wanted an open society. Now, If I had that much money, I would think that I would spend a great deal of time and resources just on the discovery process of just what that would be and what the ramifications of a so-called open society would be. One of my very, very top concerns would be, how would this affect other people? Again, how would an open society, so-called, actually affect other people, innocent people? If you're expecting your highly politicized, so-called philanthropic big-money donations to have a major impact upon the world, how specifically would the typical member of the middle class, for example, be affected by it? Proven narcissists like Soros are not likely to even consider such a humanizing Christian question, because Soros, as Elon Musk has recently noted, hates humanity. And he has hardcore proven that with every dollar unwisely misspent by this very non-joyous, broken fellow. Why didn't Soros consult the Bible when he has famously stated that he wanted to be the 
conscience of the world, Soros is, in his own words, both selfish and self-centered, and I have no qualms about acknowledging it. He continues, I am, of course, not the only one who is selfish and self-centered. Most of us are. I am just more willing to admit it. So, he's proud of his pride. God must really love that. Recently in the Washington Examiner, there was an article that uh, went on about how Soros is really, really big on the uh, relatively sudden marijuana legalization nationwide. And it's going on throughout the entire world, but it really focused on America. Um, It is addictive, especially for young users. Its habitual use is linked to schizophrenia and brain damage, especially in the frontal cortex. Its strength is increasing, and so is it's more addictive and damaging, and it's linked to higher opioid use and mortality. And the Drug Policy Alliance, which is largely responsible for a lot of this, has got millions of dollars from Soros, and it has done nothing but lead to addiction, death, and chaos, harming and killing the innocent. Again and again and again, that is the theme of George Soros. Soros has spent some $11.2 million on local DA races in the USA. Why? Because prosecutors have tons of free discretion. They have traditionally only had to focus on reducing crime, so they're given lots of leeway to do so. But Soros' idea is to let deadly criminals out and to wreak havoc in your neighborhood. So, Soros likes this because it weakens your community. Therefore, it paves the way for America's utter destruction. Elon Musk recently said, again, that Soros hates humanity. He especially hates America because we are the one country that is historically proven to completely upend the tyranny of this world. Just look at World War II. So, Soros targets low-profile DA races, often in rural areas, because so little money is involved. So he gets a lot in return for his relatively small donation investments. That should read payoffs. Soros donates to causes the same way Al Capone donated to worthy causes. George Soros is a proven, filthy, crooked animal. The two biggest antagonists globally right now are communist fascist China and the Soros crime family. George Soros claims to not like either fascism or communism, but people who really understand him fear him as much as they fear China, or rather, the, or rather they fear his money. What kind of demon wants people to be less safe? Only a madman could try to justify this. He's a sociopathic liar, very juvenile, With his comebacks, he falls back on calling us, anyone who criticizes him, anti-Semitic. It's a politically correct lie that this politically correct liar always uses. In other words, he has absolutely nothing. Just to demonstrate just how unwise Soros is, he believes that Christian values gave rise to Nazism. Christianity is nearly the precise opposite of Nazism. So Soros is either a dummy or he's lying to cover, you know, to cover up his own sympathies for Nazism. Hitler was a sociopathic liar. 
Soros did some work for the Nazis as a young lad, and so I suspect that may be who he learned his own sociopathic dishonesty from. Speaking of Nazis, the World Economic Forum's Klaus Schwab's dad was a major player in the industrial strength of Nazi Germany. Mere coincidence? I seriously doubt it. And his son, Alex Soros, uh, who is more political than George, he claims, has made some 25 visits to the White House since 2021. 25 visits. And of course, there's Media Matters. They lie about a lot of things. They're supposed to be fact-checkers. That's a joke. Um, And, uh, you know, again, George Soros had messianic fantasies about saving the world when he was younger. And I imagine he probably still does. He's just kind of embarrassed by it. Well, Satan has messianic fantasies about damning the world. Um, Just thought I'd mention it. There really is a lot of CYA with so-called fact-checkers. For example, a search for Soros' name on PolitiFact's website reveals that, they, that they're unwilling to admit a single allegation made against him. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Let me ask you this. What's the difference between philanthropy and political action? None if you're George Soros. It's all a cover for his nutty OSF, Open Society Foundation, <laughs> messianic fantasy about saving the world for Satan, and he's doing all this through a tax-exempt organization. Tax-free funding means you're supposed to be helping society through charitable giving. Clearly, the OSF is not doing this. So a full audit would fill the coffers of the government and could even go a long way towards massive reparations to the hard-working middle class globally, the sworn enemies of the OSF and George Soros. For those who have been doing his bidding, all of his useful idiots on his payroll worldwide, it's not about loving him, liking him, respecting him, or believing in him. It's all about his money. It's just about his money. That's it. It's only about all his money. So, if we look at just that, as to why things are shaking and moving so much in his direction right now, then there's no real mystery here, is there? He's really just an Al Capone type. He operates like Al Capone with threats and bribes just like Al Capone. That's who Soros reminds me of. If he wants something to happen, it's basically... Here's your money, or it's do this or else. He donates or bribes directly and indirectly. He often says that he doesn't give marching orders to any candidate or organization that he bribes, oops, I mean that he donates to. But anytime a corporation donates to a politician, it is automatically inferred that the politician will do the donor's basic bidding. That back-scratching means the lazy politician won't have to campaign from scratch next time. That's what money does. It makes life easier for the takers, and especially the givers, or those who bribe, like Soros, the most.
So he's buying influence the old-fashioned way. It's criminal street gangsta style. And he always fights really dirty and unfairly, always calling anyone who criticizes him for any reason anti-Semites, anyone, even other Jews. How low and dirty can you get? That's proof that money can't make you smart. Attacking someone's character for a mere criticism, and not just that, but intentionally lying about them, he's just a real dirty, down-in-the-gutter kind of gangster. And to help cover for his dishonesty, he funds all these fake fact-check organizations like Media Matters who lie with the same ease with which you breathe. They have a zero credibility. Zero He's really into censorship. He loves to use ad hominem fallacy personal attacks against his political enemies. That's all he has. He can't speak any real truth, or he'll lose on all his investments. And worst of all, he seems really lazy, which is amazing because he's so successful. What will happen to real people as a result of his harebrained ideas? Has he even thought about it? He seems to not have a rigorous mind. He studied economics because it made him rich. But what about the economies of all his victims? Soros is right. He is supremely selfish. I've been extraordinarily critical of Soros in this podcast so far, and justifiably so. But allow me to see things a bit more from his angle. He believes that his view of global politics stems from his view of personal investing. It's basically a trading philosophy based on chaos. It's sort of like that eccentric scientist in that movie Jurassic Park. Remember when he took the uh, water and poured it over that lady doctor's hand, saying that where the water falls off her hand is unpredictable and can't be perfectly replicated ever again. This allows for a kind of randomness which seems to the uninitiated to be merely random, but that randomness is perfect for creating a multiplicity of opportunities in the business world. That's part of how Soros made a fortune, and it's how we as humans can profit politically in the future with this so-called open or random society. There is obviously a connection between chaos and his leftist extremism, Leftism means constant aggravation and irritation, but it is reckless and dangerous. It could easily be argued that had Hitler not taken the reckless, dangerous, and evil route of exterminating six million Jews, there would be no state of Israel today. Hitler was reckless and evil, much like Soros. But does the creation of Israel justify the murders of six million Jews? Likewise, George Soros has been playing Russian roulette with the entire planet. Indeed, the rise of an enlightened and self-educated conservative population raging against the excesses of the Soros money machine may well be an end result of Soros's reckless, fascist, and totalitarian stupidity. Perhaps this is why God put the Soros crime family on planet Earth, to ultimately be a good in a way that George Soros could never have predicted. Such could well be 
the inexplicable consequence of his philosophy. Would I even be talking about this without George Soros' recklessness? No way. What delicious irony. George Soros and now his son Alex have set up a multitude of straw man fallacies and used circular reasoning to persuade simpletons. But Soros and Son have proven that if you have enough mafia bribe money, none of that truth stuff even matters anyway. George Soros has created the legacy of being an incredibly stupid, careless fellow, and above all else, a sociopathic liar. It just blows me away. All his resources, and all he can do is elevate his miserable, wretched ego above the truth. Of all the beautiful things he could have believed in, and instead he settled for a kind of fascistic socialism, what a total waste of a life. He was deceived because he worships himself. He reminds me of a rich Rasputin, another fool from Russia's history who essentially worshipped himself. Soros once said, I don't believe in God, but if there's a God, I'm probably it. George Soros is just one versus eight billion other souls. His will versus all the billions of other individuals with their own ideas and dreams smashed against the rocks of Soros' woke, insane visions. There are many organizations funded directly by George Soros, all of them named the opposite of what they stand for, a hodgepodge of Orwellian lies. His America Votes, for example, claims to try to improve election systems and fight against efforts to suppress voters outrageously and boldly dishonest. But as long as America has a government-controlled monopoly of dumbing down American children by the hundreds of millions, his legacy will continue to chug along. The simple-minded always crave simple-minded fake solutions or being woke. As a billionaire, George Soros insulates himself. Hmm. So, our problems are not his problems. But after a trial for treason and crimes against humanity, could life in prison for the rest of his short life, or worse possibly, become one of his problems someday? We can pray and work like crazy to make certain that Demon Soros and his family never again sees the light of day. That's ambitious, I know. Finally, quoting from the book The Man Behind the Curtain, no foreign leader has done more to combat the foreign influence of George Soros in their country than Viktor Orban of Hungary. In part, he's criminalized advancing the Soros agenda with one law dubbed the Stop Soros Law, criminalizing the advocacy of illegal migration in 2018. Unquote. This is almost literally pissing on George Soros' reputation, and this is what we need to do. We need to build statues mocking him well into the future even virtual holographic statues well into the future. Soros' ego has probably imagined himself being honored decades and even centuries from now with statues like this hundreds of feet high. Well, we need to do the opposite. We need to mock him constantly until his reputation is completely, totally, and absolutely destroyed forever. Make sure you leave a comment on Twitter at 
No PC Allowed, spelled A-L-O-U-D. Again on Twitter, at No PC Allowed, spelled A-L-O-U-D. You've been listening to No PC Allowed. I am Mac Iverson. We will meet again next week and every week.